Hello friends, greetings this second week of Lent. I'd like to start off this audio meditation with a haiku. It's from our friend John Minen. Lent is a time when we're reminded of the brevity and the fragility of life. And when we remember those things, we tend to be reminded of something else, how precious and good life is. We remember how great the treasure is that we have been given. It's a paradox. These two things go hand in hand. In this haiku, John uses delicate but vivid metaphorical imagery to evoke this paradox. Now, a haiku, as you may know, is very short, just 17 syllables. So don't miss it. Here's John. The cold air captures my breath like a photograph, proof I am alive. Let's listen to those words one more time. The cold air captures my breath like a photograph, proof I am alive. Thanks for these words, John, and for this beautiful and instructive image, which I dare say will be staying with me for a while. Friends, let me ask you a question. Have you ever headed off on a trip not knowing where you would be sleeping that night? Or perhaps you had a lodging arrangement, but it was in a place you'd never been to, a different city or state or maybe even a different country. What did that feel like? Today, we're going to read a passage about Abraham. A passage about God's call on Abraham's life and Abraham's response to that call. As I read the passage, and in the moments that follow, notice what strikes you about God's call and Abraham's response. Genesis 12, verses 1 through 4. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country your people, and your father's household, to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. Abraham. Abraham, who's actually referred to here in this passage by his original name, Abram, was a man from a land called Ur of the Chaldeans, 
which was a pagan land. So Abraham was not likely a follower of Yahweh. But God revealed himself to Abraham in a profound and profoundly personal way when he spoke this call over Abraham's life. God's invitation to leave his homeland and travel to a place God would reveal to Abraham in God's timing recentered Abraham's life in a new story. And as Abraham set out at the age of 75, he was collaborating with God in the writing of this new story. With each step, Abraham was learning how to trust the one who had spoken to him. Many hundreds of years later, the author of the New Testament book of Hebrews celebrates Abraham's extraordinary faith. And here's what that author says in Hebrews 11. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed to go out into a place which he has to receive for an inheritance. He went out, not knowing where he went. By faith, he became a sojourner in the land of promise, as in a land not his own, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city whose builder and maker is God. Abraham was a sojourner and a pilgrim. A sojourner is simply someone who resides somewhere temporarily rather than permanently. And a pilgrim is a traveler who is on a journey to a holy place. The image here is of someone who is being drawn closer to God and folded more deeply into his purposes by the act of leaving what has been familiar and moving through time and across geography to what God has for him. I think that in so many ways, this is a picture of the Christian life. Perhaps you would agree. You see, in the Christian life, we, like Abraham, are sojourners. We're pilgrims. We're on a journey, ever on a journey. We have left those things which hinder us from God, and we are on our way to what he has for us. Author Michelle Van Loon says, A pilgrim is formed by the question, Do I trust him? And like Abraham, with each step, we learn to trust God more and more as we move forward. Now, there may be such thing as an armchair tourist, but I don't think there is such a thing as an armchair pilgrim. Because a pilgrim is transformed through pilgrimage. You see, the traveling is part of what fits us for the destination. As we travel, whether we're on an actual pilgrimage, walking a dusty road, or whether we're on our walk with God, leaving behind what hinders and moving toward a fuller immersion in his love, there's a transformation that takes place in us. A transformation that can't take place in any other way. Let me ask you, in what way is God calling you to be a pilgrim? In what way is he calling you to live as one whose ultimate home 
is not the world as we know it, but the new heavens and the new earth. Is there a way God is calling you to make your home not in a particular place so much as in his love? Jesus says, live in me. Make your home in me, just as I do in you. That's the message paraphrase of John 15, verse 4. So you see, even as we experience the tension of living in the world as sojourners and pilgrims, we can actually be at home, because our ultimate home is God's love. A number of years ago, God revealed to me very clearly that I am a pilgrim. And when he did, it freed me to embrace a number of things in my life that I hadn't yet made peace with. For instance, I've never owned a house, and I don't particularly feel the need to. But because home ownership is such a significant mark of success in our culture, I would sometimes question whether it's okay to live my life indefinitely as a renter. But when God very clearly showed me that I'm a pilgrim, this freed me to live by a new definition of success. Now, my understanding of success looks a lot less like achievement and a lot more like faithfulness. Is there a version of success the world is trying to sell you that's not in line with God's version of success? And where are you tempted to buy that message? How might seeing yourself as a pilgrim help free you from the world's definition of success so you can live joyfully and lightly on the earth, fully at home and fully alive in God's love? like to close with a prayer. This is a prayer that has historically been prayed by pilgrims setting out on the Camino de Santiago, a pilgrimage in Europe that ends in Spain at Santiago de Compostela, where the Apostle James is said to be buried after having traveled from the land of Israel, sharing the good news of the gospel to the end of the known world at the time. Though you may not be starting out on an actual pilgrimage with a rucksack on your shoulders and a walking stick in hand, this can be your prayer too. This can be your prayer as a pilgrim whom God has called to walk in the direction of his light, his voice, his love, unafraid to leave behind the world's definition of success and unafraid to leave behind the things that compete with him for your affections. Let's pray. O God, who brought your servant Abraham out of the land of the Chaldeans, protecting him in his wanderings, who guided the Hebrew people across the desert, we ask that you watch over us, your servants. Be for us our companions on the walk, 
our guide at the crossroads, our breath in our weariness, our protection in danger, our shelter along the path, our shade in the heat, our light in the darkness, our consolation in our discouragements, and our strength in our intentions. So that with your guidance, we may arrive safe and sound at the end of the road, enriched with grace and virtue, filled with joy. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, 